Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, U.S. Congressman Alan Lowenthal, as we continue our 25th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight. Our guest for the whole show is our congressman, the Honorable Alan Lowenthal. Alan, welcome back to our show. Thank you, Art. What's it like in Washington these days? Uh, it must be quite unusual for you. It is. It is. Uh, and it's hard to just to describe it in, in one or two way, you know, one way or another way. I think the, uh, there's a couple of adjectives I can say. It is... Uh, certainly stressful in the sense that something is happening and changing all the time, much more so than before. Uh, we have seen uh, many more executive orders or executive actions by the president, which tends to kind of push the presidential role versus the congressional role. Uh, and, uh, and so that, t and, and I, since I'm on uh, two committees that are critically important. One is the Natural Resources Committee, where I'm the kind of lead Democrat on one of the subcommittees on energy and mineral resources, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. And I'm also on the Transportation Committee. Now, on the Transportation Committee, that is a bipartisan committee that is run by Chairman Schuster. Uh, and uh, talking about how it is, that's, a, that's, an, that's uh, I'm able to kind of work with them. You know, my job is to push freight and is to push how we can have sustainable programs. And that has and to be important from our port state point of view, and I understand you're the, the head of the Ports Caucus. Right. I'm the chair of the Ports, co-chair of the caucus, uh, Ports Caucus, myself and uh, Congressman Poe of the Houston Port, and he's a Republican and I'm a Democrat. And the caucus and is all the districts that all have All the different ports, ports districts that have ports within them, large and small, uh, the member who represents them is part of our Ports Caucus, and uh, uh, tends to be the leadership tends to be from the larger well, well, ports. Let me just focus for a second on the president, because a lot okay. of folks are concerned that the administration isn't speaking with one voice, that the president says X, and some member of his cabinet or administration has said Y, and countries around the world are confused as to what is the policy and position of the United States of America. I think that's so. I think that uh, uh, the president frequently uh, changes his position, even within sometimes the same speech. He he changes it. I don't think he really consults with others around him, so it doesn't really go through the state. If it's talking about internationally, he you know they're as surprised as anyone well, you're else. A psych you're a trained psychologist. What's going on? Uh, the president is accustomed to being the head of a corporation where he makes all the rules and, and everything has to go through. He doesn't care about the details. He says, yes, no, we do this or we don't do that. And but, that model simply doesn't transfer readily 
to a democratic form of because government. Because there are three branches of government. Yeah. And each one is an equal branch of government. Yeah. And each one is there to counterbalance and the other branch. And so uh, it's very difficult learning curve for the president who really doesn't like, sees us generally, or the courts and he's a man, as being in the way. And he's a man of 70 years old. He's been very successful in his private career, apparently. And people, as you know, as a psychologist, are not likely to change at the age of 70. That's right. And also, there are many things, you know, that are so different than traditional elected officials. Most traditional elected officials are very sensitive to the needs of the people that he's, they're speaking to. They temper their language. They try to understand what impact. The president here, it, it can be very abusive, very blaming, very argumentative, and it's his way or the highway. And that's very difficult when you're dealing with people who you're equals internationally, who wonder, and sometimes he's a lot of bluster. And we're going to do this, whether we're going to do this or not, because it comes from his style, possibly, when he was corporate head. He's going to demand and push. And well, to be quite candid about it, uh, regardless of how you might feel about his views politically, he has a, a certain urgency in, in his uh, expression, a lack of political correctness that some find refreshing. I'm sure they do, but I don't find being offensive, argumentative, and putting down the other person as uh, yeah. politically effective. And, and the essence of democracy and politics is, is compromise and reaching out, and, and, and you're a, a perfect example of, of, of the relatively few in Congress today that want to reach out. We're, we're going to, but it also goes back to what you said before. It's very hard to exactly know where the president stands on any issue. If, in fact, it's where you stand is based upon a, a value system, and then, and then you have to figure out how do you implement that and what, have your, what is your vision. It just seems that frequently uh, the president acts very impulsively. Uh, and if he does have this common vision, he is kind of, and he does know where he's going, it's very hard to understand that from his language because he switches and goes back and forth and so that makes it very is, difficult. Is there, uh, let me just ask, is there, could there be method to this quote madness? Is there some negotiating value to, to having your, your position uncertain to your opponents? Well, we will see. We will see. You know, what we're saying is it, it, it can be quite upsetting, but that doesn't, I'm not, I want to give the, the president, and it's not my style, and I find sometimes very offensive. However, we will see later on, I think, in this, uh, in our interview today, we're going to talk about North Korea, and that's a yeah. classic example of whether that kind of style is going to be effective or not. Well, it, certainly, to be fair to the president, his predecessors have all recognized as a problem but they haven't solved it, and the, the clock is ticking. Well, well, we'll get back to that, but first we have to pause for these messages. We'll be right back uh, with more Straight Talk. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas and forward-thinking environmental initiatives we're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California oh 
and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to POLB.com, the port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. Continuing our conversation with our Congressman Alan Lowenfeld. Alan, let's talk about North and South Korea. Yes. And the problem of North Korea, they have uh, nuclear capability. Yes. And they're looking to build missiles that can actually deliver those yes. miniaturized warheads uh, to the United States. Uh, yes. What to do about it? Well, this is not a new problem issue. The Koreans have had nuclear capability, North Koreans, for 20 years now and 15 years because they have been supplied by the Chinese and other countries and used their technology to create this. It was really the father and the grandfather that started this, and Kim Jong-un has only been there for a short period of time, but he seems to have escalated. And it's and the delivery systems that right. are created. And he seems to be focused totally on creating those delivery systems. So while there are many countries that have nuclear weapons, he seems to want to become like Pakistan. He wants to be seen as a Pakistan, he believes, is treated with deference because they're a nuclear power and everybody kind, and they, everybody kind of backs off and treats them with respect. Well, a number of countries he have would, noticed He that, wants to be that way. That when you join the nuclear club, you get respect. That's right. And that's what he wants. Unfortunately, he also is one of the most repressive 
horrible human beings who kills his opponents and uh, and denies the people of, of, of North Korea almost any kind of things. You know, so when you what fly you, over, yeah. you see lights all over South Korea. It is completely dark over North yeah. Korea. So what uh, what is the president doing about it? And how well, do you we've, we've kind of, I, I visited there on a congressional delegation. And we South were, Korea. South Korea and Japan, and up to the DMZ, right at the DMZ, and we, we visited and, and had stayed and met and saw where the North Koreans are. Yes. And, and what we, what we, and we had uh, visiting with us scholars from, from China, from uh, Japan, Korea, and the United States, and we had military leaders. We met with the military leader, general, the general leading the, the Pacific Fleet, and we met with the, the retired head of the Pacific Fleet, and who accompanied us was the former head of the National Security Agency. We have three options, really. None of the options are perfect. And work out so it gets very complex. Okay, first, first option is increase sanctions and pressure on them by either going through putting sanctions on any anybody that deals with North Korea. Try to do to North Korea the way we push other countries that we want to change through sanctions, economic sanctions, make it much more difficult for them to obtain weapons outside and also economically. Okay, second, second is diplomacy seeing whether, and in diplomacy, we're really talking about the alliance, which is the United States, Korea, and Japan, all have to speak with one voice. It is not just the United States when you say, when you say well, why aren't we doing anything? We okay. are part of an alliance, and the alliance has to speak. Okay. Right now, the alliance really, and I think led by the United States, believes that diplomacy can work best if the Chinese are involved much more, and so the alliance okay. is trying to work with and the, the Chinese. And the third? The third one's a military option. Yeah. Well, uh, a military option, the problem with a military option is not that we could not destroy North Korea, which we could. But they could but fire uh, they into are South Korea. 40 miles from yeah. Saigon, I mean, uh, from, from, from Seoul. Yeah. They are a couple of hundred miles. Yeah. They have tremendous now military It seems to, to many that. of us that uh, inducing the Chinese to become more forceful in their diplomatic and economic sanctions would be the way to go. Well, the, the, the critical word there, the operative word there is, is, is pushing the Chinese to do this. And I don't think that really completely answers it because I think for the Chinese to want to help us at this point, they have to have some of their needs met also. And their needs are a, a weakened Kim Jong-un in North Korea would mean that this monster that they created, and they were aware that they created this, this Kim Jong-un and the family, and the, but they also wanted a buffer. They did not want the South Koreans and the U.S. military right on their border. So somehow that buffer, if Kim Jong-un doesn't last for long, they've got, we've got to figure out how, what that buffer is. And the next thing is, is that there are the North Korean economy, if there was some, if they pushed the North Koreans and the North Koreans resisted and something happened, there are potential things that could lead to humanitarian issues in North, okay. in China and also the relationship with North Korea. Well, we South just have Korea. to wish the president success. We, the president understands efforts. this and this, it's very complicated. And this but, would be a big, big feather in his cap it would if be he a could feather solve for this the, thing it, for the free world. It would be for the free world. We're not really talking about, remember, it's, it's the alliance, it's the J Japanese have tremendous to lose. I wonder also, if the president the is beginning to realize that it can't just be America first, that we have to take into account, as you were just pointing out, 
the interests of the Chinese, the interests of the South Koreans, the interests of the Japanese to solve these things. It just can't be about us. Well, you know, while I have been a great opponent of the president, I also have to say that uh, having uh, Mattis as the Secretary of Defense has been a has been a, a, a breath of fresh air because Mattis. Have you actually met the president in person no. in a room and shown no. no, no, have not met the president yet. He will meet with our delegate, I'm sure, but he has been focusing on yeah. only meeting with the Republicans at this moment. But that too, sh I hope, will change. Good. Well, uh, health care much in the news, and uh, uh, we could spend the whole show talking about health care. Maybe but we give should. Us, give us your. One, two, three version of health care. Uh, uh, we just did a disastrous bad thing. We, without any, uh, the health care industry makes up a sixth of the U.S. economy. It is the, a major economic engine. Uh, without understanding how that engine will be impacted and what the costs will be and whether it will be successful and without having any input from that industry, without having an evaluation the house uh, of the effects and the costs of doing health care, completely reforming the health care, and in many ways weakening the protections that were under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, the House Republicans, there were no Democrats, all Republicans voted, zero Democrats, and 20 Republicans voted with the Democrats not to pass district, voted for. I'm also reminded, though, that when Obamacare was passed, yeah. there was not one Republican vote. Yeah, but for that. Obamacare at least had many, many hearings. People didn't like it, but there were many, many hearings. Everybody knew what was in it. I just think that when there are going to be changes to a major part of oh, our I economy, I agree. One sixth, as you correctly point out, I agree. This stuff should not be passed without some bipartisan support. I agree. Because it I comes think that's back to best. bite you. I, 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 but I think that what we've done now is to deny 24 million people to take them off their health insurance if this goes through. I, and the Senate has to agree. Remember, what we've seen a few weeks ago was just the House passing We're taping the show May 5th, and there'll be a lot of things that will happen that's after right, May 5th. That's right. That's right. And the Senate will act much slower. Yeah, well, that's what that's, the that's Founding right. Fathers designed And the Senate do. will not rush into this, and the yeah. Senate is not going to kick all those people off, and is not going to take away the guarantees of not raising your rates if you have a pre-existing condition, and yeah. it's going to protect you in terms of essential benefits. All of that will be hopefully fixed by the Senate because where we are now is in Never Never Land. Fair enough. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. 
We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. You make me wear my bike helmet. You taught me never to run with scissors. And to follow the swimming rules. You tell me to stay away from drugs. To always buckle my seatbelt. So why do you keep a loaded gun in your drawer? How safe is that? You ask them to follow some safety rules, now they're asking you. In fact, they're counting on you. Never let your gun get into the wrong hands. Remember, always lock it up. Visit ncpc.org. Charter Our Community, along with our partners at Rebuilding Together, have helped more than 1,100 homeowners in the communities Charter serves, and we're helping more every day. Everything is fantastic. I can't believe it. At Charter, we're committed to improving the places people call home and ensuring that families live in safe and suitable housing. It's just a big blessing for me. Couldn't do it by myself. Visit CharterOurCommunity.com for helpful home safety tips or for information on how you can get involved. Uh, we're continuing this fascinating discussion with our Congressman Alan Lowenthal. Alan, let's, let's talk about gerrymandering. This is something near and dear to both of us. I know you were a leader uh, when you served in the California Assembly and Senate in getting uh, gerrymandering uh, under control by having a citizens committee right. draw the lines That's and right. not these. Just for the record, gerrymandering is where the parties draw the lines and they create safe seats for the Democrats and safe seat for the Republicans. A lot of people say, I'm not going to bother to run because I can't beat this safe seat. And it's safe not because the incumbent is so brilliant, but because the lines make it heavily Democratic or heavily Republican. You were a leader to get rid of this in California, but most congressional seats are still gerrymandered. Right. And this creates this conflict because uh, the most extreme left for the Democrats and the most extreme right for the Republicans win in the primary, and then they're almost irreplaceable. Right. So I, what do we, agree, what do, we I, do about it? Well, um, I would like to see that what the Constitution says is that, uh, uh, on, I think it's Article 1, Section 4, says that... Uh, the states shall determine, and they were meaning the state legislatures, the time, place, and manner of elections, except that at any time the federal government may change what the states do about that. So the ultimate control, what it is, is the state, the federal government gave back to the states, but they, but they also have the right, and it's been shown, it's been tested in the Supreme Court, like with the affordable, like with so the, we can have a federal act passed that said that, you must have independent commissions. Really? Yes. Just I like know. we have a federal act that says. And has anyone introduced legislation to do that? Yes, I have. When did you when do it, that? When I first arrived in Congress. And it was just filed. It was, it was filed, <laughs> not by me. It never heard the light of but day. But it took you years in the state legislature to get it through because yeah. it was you could even get a second from your own party. Right. And I think what it shows and, and what we need to know is right now we're watching this in the year 2017. The next census will come at the 2020, only three years, and they're going to do redistricting the following year in 2021. 
So we really only have three years. It gets much harder as you get close because both parties are now trying to figure out how do they pack those state legislatures to do yeah. what they want. So the most important time for doing this, like we did in California, is right after when you have almost 10 years before the next redistricting. So it's too late for the next time? But what it is, it's, it's very late now to get the Congress to act on anything, but we are laying the foundation and knowing and building coalitions and knowing that we're going to Because we do learned in law school, and we learned it well, that the people are supposed to elect their congresspersons. The congresspersons are not supposed to elect their electors. And that's exactly the way it is now. You're right. The Congress people uh, choose their electors. It's and the Full Employment Act. For, for That's right. And so I'm in work on it. So since I know I'm not going to get them, it's getting close to redistricting to do that, what can I do? One is to begin to put on, to, to develop with Republicans a coalition that wants to do this and to work on it. Are there on people on both sides? Yes. On both sides that want to yeah, do it? Yeah, well, if you're a Republican in a Democratic-leaning state or if you're a Democrat in a oh, Republican-leaning oh, yeah, state, you want you're going to want to do it. Oh, that's it. right. And that's what happens. And so you have to build upon that. So the, the, way the division is between the safe seat people that don't want to rock the boat and those that are on yeah, the... Yeah, I would put it even more succinctly. It's those that are in power want to keep power. And those yeah, that are out of power want to keep is, them. What else is new? That's exactly what happens. So we have to work in building these coalitions because there are a lot of people, you know, who are negatively impacted on both parties. Well, you know, I, for one, think that there's nothing more important, or, or that's maybe exaggeration, but this is so important to, to, to redress some of the systemic problems that we have. And we're seeing right now how that, to give you a classic example, uh, we've watched in the, this recent health care debate where there are town hall meetings and where thousands of people show up or go to their, their elected officials and demand something, and those elected officials step back and listen. The more elected officials are accountable to their constituents, yes. the more likely we will have a democracy that really reflects the will of the people, not the will of the elected And if we officials. can eliminate more gerrymandering, and we're we see get more accountability. And and that's right. And we're seeing when, people, when those districts are done in a way that which you can, like in California, because they're somewhat fair, we're having all of these kind of town hall meetings, and the Republicans or the Democrats are really listening to their constituents. That's and that's what would happen if we had independent redistricting nationwide. Well said. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, 
contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. Well, Alan, good luck with your efforts to uh, address the, the problems caused by gerrymandering and, uh, and the good fight in Washington. Well, thank you. I, I think that gerrymandering, that issue, demonstrates that there are many areas that we can really begin to develop successes working in a bipartisan way. And it's, nothing is better than success to do things. And, and you are the, the type that wants to reach across the aisle, that your instincts are that way. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I feel good that you have found some others that are responsive to that. I, I have to say that, you know, it, it, uh, there's such pressure sometimes, because there are not, and I'm not even blaming it, because there are these national issues of such importance, to just go with the way your leaders want. But it's really important also at the same time to be creating relationships and yes. figuring out where, what are the other issues that we're really not dealing with. Obviously, there's a difference on health care. Yeah. We should be working together on it. But there are a lot of other issues that we're not working on that can only be solved in a bipartisan way. Amen to that. Thanks for joining us, Alan. Thank you, Art. And thank you at home for watching. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com. Nothing is making sense for me.